Hi guys, it's Ashley from Ashley Speaks, back again with another podcast for the week. Um, today's topic is for the sake of the call. Now, what does it mean to be called? Perhaps you think of a call as um, something that a man dedicates to his life or a woman dedicates to his life. I know many people, saved and unsaved, who say that they're called to do things or it's their calling. Maybe calling brings to mind um, your pastor or missionary or evangelist or um, that your church supports who often speak of being called. But for some, you know, a man's calling is just another way to talk about his work or talk about his passion, his job or his career. <laughs> it may surprise some of you um, that the calling, the, what the scripture says that a calling is, is not initially a career path that we pick or that we um, choose or this big cause that we dedicate our life to um, or this code that we use to unlock God's will for our life but biblical calling is first of all something done for us it's God as I see it's God calling us unto him and unto his service that's what I, I see a calling being you get it um, let's see can you remember the day, the event, or um, maybe the, the sermon that you heard or the year where you felt directly and personally drawn to Jesus to follow him? For some, it was this dramatic moment, like this life-changing, this life-defining event marked by emotion and commitment. But for others, it was like this slow drawing. It was God slowly drawing him, them to him. Um, but regardless of your story, regardless of the event that took place, whatever, but where you were, when it happened, how old you were, regardless of all of that, there was eventually a um, and this truth, this undeniable truth that gained your attention, something that, that sparked that moment that God called you unto himself. In Romans 8 and 30, it says, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, then he also called. And whom he called, then he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also glorified. The Bible says that for he did not come for the righteous, but he came for sinners in Matthew 19. This calling, this particular calling is passionate and personal. In Isaiah 43 and 1 it says, But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. That's a personal call. That right there, man. That is amazing. But I'm not trying to make this about us. It's tempting to think that this call says more about us than it does about God. Yeah, we do. We do possess great value to God. Of course we do. Uh, in Psalms 8 and 5 through the 8 verse. But the real point for his calling us is not to certify our significance, not to, you know, get the glory. Sinners aren't. Um, these special trophies that God wanted to win or some kind of mind-blowing deal that he just couldn't refuse. Um, but he gets the highest glory. Now, God's call to salvation says far more about him than it does about the ones he has called. We can look at Ephesians 1 and 3 through the 14th verse. But this call is understanding the gospel of Jesus' suffering and in our risen Savior. This means that the first call... It's the most important call of salvation. And it, it's not about what we do or where we go, but about whom we follow. Take a look at Romans 1 and 6. But the first call is grounds for a second call. So we know 
the first call is, you know, giving our life to God and knowing whom to follow. The first call determines who we are, that we are children of God redeemed by the blood of Jesus. With our identity established, that's when the second call comes and it, it plots the course for our lives. And now this second call is um, the the plot of the course of our lives. It's it's us submitting to him. It's him calling us unto his service. Take a look at John 13 and 13 through the 17th verse. And it reads, Ye call me master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye who do them. Now, his call is not a one-time event. That's why I told um, another group one time that this call is not a one-time event. It's um, one of continual calling and invitation because we are urged to walk in a manner worthy of calling to which we have been called by living a life that God has assigned to us and that which God has called us. In essence, God tells us that this is who you are, and then he opens up our eyes so that we should live in response to that call. Jesus gives us this heavenly CPR, breathing in his Holy Spirit into our lifeless lungs, and then invites us to do good works unto him, which God had prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2 and 10. So to simplify it for you, there's work to be done. But this starts with God and God is the first and greatest worker and the scriptures say that God enjoys his work he pronounced his creation good and he invited us his children into the family business he could have kept snapping his fingers and making new babies and and saying let there be light where there was darkness and and creating gardens and homes but instead he blessed us he blessed his children with with duties so that we should be fruitful and multiply we should make babies we should do the groundwork we should harvest food we should cultivate the world <laughs> yes god he works in supernatural ways and his work is far more often um but he feeds the world through farmers and funds and business and bankers and cultivates his beauty through artists that's why he has us here but there's even more to this calling we are we are designed by our creator to fill a place and fulfill destiny we are called to serve a particular purpose and arriving at that purpose requires us to answer certain questions that speaks on our individuality um we talk about um these certain strengths and talents and gifts that you know some of which are spiritual and not accidental they speak um to us of a certain path that god invites us to travel to you know um we find these roles and um, gifts and talent service compatible so he didn't just bust us with these gifts so they can look good and sound good but they are supposed to be used you know for service maybe there's other things that help shape our calling too like um, things that are part of our story you know maybe our background our upbringing that is connected to our story that can that can help shape our calling 
Paul's upbringing, his education and experience with Christ made him a unique witness to the Gentiles. If you look at Ephesians 3 and 1 through the ninth verse or even Philippians 3 and 3 through the 11th verse. I love Philippians. Um, and even Luke. Luke was a, a physician, you know, which probably made him more credible um, in the Bible <laughs> as a historian. Take a look at Luke 1 and 1 through the fourth verse. So it's about, you know, understanding who we are and how we got this way. These are some questions that we should be, you know, asking God or even evaluating on ourselves because our experience could identify our calling from God. So a part of this calling, there are steps. So we are called to Christ. We're called to the cross. In Romans 1 and 16 through 17. Because we're supposed to live it and present it, right? We are called to compassion in Titus 3 and 1 through the third verse, or even Titus 3 and 8, or even Titus 3 and 14. We are called to fellowship, Acts 2 and 42 through the 47th verse. We are called to cross culturally. We're called to, you know, be fruitful and multiply. We're called to contribute and we're called to courage. Now, this calling means that he has set us apart, that he meant for us to be different. He didn't mean for us to fit in. He never meant for us to be in that clique or in the club. He never meant for us to be accepted. He marked us. He sanctified us. We were meant to be an outcast with many men so that we can be an incast with God. Because before he formed us, in the belly, he knew us. He ordained us and sanctified us. The good thing about God is that when he ordains us, knows us, and sanctifies us to what he wants us to be, you don't have to worry about who doesn't want you to be. Because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Because you are sanctified. You are on a mission. You are sent from God. God brought you into this world for a designated purpose. God has this definite agenda for your life. And there are some things that only you can do. You are distinctly different from the rest. I hear you, God. You are forbidden to imitate other people. You are forbidden to copy other people. Because God created you for a purpose. You are marked. If he had wanted them over there, he would have called them over there. You don't have to be stressed out trying to be like them over there. You are what he wants you to be. He wants you. Now, when you're called the enemy... Oh, that's when the enemy comes full force. I think I talked about that last last week. Was that last week or the week before last? Oh, yeah, it was the week before last. The enemy comes full force when you're walking according to your call and your purpose. The enemy is terrified by the people who've been set apart by God. He tries his hardest to get us out of the will of God. He knows that we have an agenda that God set for us. He's terrified of people who have been sanctified. He's been trying to take us out since birth. God called us. He knew us. Before we were even born, he sanctified us. He ordained us. He called some of us. Many of us. And he's been trying to take us out since birth. He's always trying to find ways in our lives to try to destroy things. He always tries to throw us off and manipulate us from God's original plan. He will set traps and obstacles and bondages to keep us from our calling and purpose. He, he's terrified of us. So we shouldn't be wasting our time being terrified of him. I hear you, Jesus. Don't be scared of him. He's terrified of us already as it is. He knows that you're a child of God. 
the greater the challenges, the greater the turmoil, the greater the mess, the drama. They're all signs that Satan has his assassins out to terminate you from reaching your designated target, your designated purpose. He would do anything and everything to try to overwhelm you and belittle you and take you out and get others on his, on his side. But we are called to win. We are set apart to win in the name of Jesus. We are meat for the master's use. So now we know about the calling. That call from Jesus began with follow me. Following Jesus means that we come to him and we learn who we are. Sons and daughters of the king. And before Jesus calls us to do, he first calls us to be. And from that intimate place where we are loved and known and accepted, we, we can learn to hear the voice of God calling us. He's calling you today. So how will you respond? We can't be scared. We can't be like, oh, no, God, I can't do that. I'm telling you from personal experience. This is how I got out of the will of God. Was, God, I knew you called me. I knew you wanted me to do this, but I, I can't do that, God. Who do you think I am? Do you really, you really want me to do this? There's no way. I can barely even stand up and talk. I'm too scared to go out in a crowd of people that I don't know. And you want me to go and share your gospel? God, me? No way. There's got to be a different way. <laughs> There's got to be another way. And I guess I just didn't, I, I didn't really believe him. And that's the scary thing to say. And that's how I got off track. It's because, God, you called me little Ashley. You called me. You called me. Are you sure? He's like, baby, you got it all twisted. When I say for you to do something, you better do it, baby, because your life is going to be a mess. <laughs> so when he calls us, y'all, just believe that he's going to give you the tools, the ability, the power, the anointing to do what he's called you to do. He's not going to leave you hanging out there by yourself. He's going to be with you. So how will you respond to him today? All for the sake of the call. What will you give up today to follow him? Maybe that's your educational 